This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. Welcome to this episode of Bucket Talk. Today we're here with Shane Labadell. Shane does everything hydraulics. Shane goes by the TikTok handle, Shaner with five R's. Shane, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. I'm really excited. Um, Hydraulics was something crazy that when I was going through schooling in the automotive world, it is a whole nother beast, but I'd love to get down and dirty with you on on your day-to-day and how you got your start. So let's start where you're based out of, your background, and how'd you get your start? So I'm based out of a little town in Texas called San Angelo. Um, my dad, he started the shop in 99, so as old as I am, I'm 23 years. And like I said, I grew up in this shop. There was really no me, no way of me finding this job. I'd like to say it kind of found me. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, so dad started the shop. Yes, sir. And he taught you everything you knew or you went to school. I mean, how did you become the hydraulic wizard you are today? Yes, sir. I learned everything from my dad, Ronnie Labadell. I mean, it's a lot of um, on hands job and you learn as you go. Cool. Cool. It's mainly, um, you know, hydraulic equipment. So backhoes excavators bobcats <clears throat> loaders dump trucks stuff like that are you now do you service them in-house or you go out to the field and, and deal with it because like i've seen your, your tiktok is unbelievable you're out there crawling all over these and trust me it's a dirty job but you can you can explain more on your day-to-day there oh yes sir <clears throat> so um main most of it's in-house um we do do service calls depending on um the how much help we have at the shop. Yep. And I mean, we'll fix if hydraulic oil touches it. We'll do our best to fix it. I mean, I just got done fixing a barber chair. Really? Yeah. An old timing one. It had the built in ashtrays and everything. <laughs> so, so, so obviously um, when anybody who's been to a barber, you, you pump that little foot pedal up. That's hydraulics, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. It's so, a hydraulic based chair. So is that is that that's like a pump jack, you know, like any any of those floor jacks that you see. Um, what'd you do there? Was it seals? Was it pistons? Yeah, it was like- just a couple. So there's actually two of them. So um, the first one, um, it was from a person who bought it off someone, and they had no idea what was going on with it. It wasn't working, so yep. they typed in hydraulics and found us. And all it needed was some oil, and then. <laughs> I fixed another one recently. It's wild how often those two came in together. But it actually had to redo the seals and that, and it was pretty rusted. So that took a little bit of time in that, but got that going. So, I mean, for for our 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 audience, I mean, hydraulics is pretty specialized. It is um, an area that is like a course for me when I, when I take automotive. Um, and for you, it's, it's all encompassing. So that's all you do, right? So yes, sir. 
like pistons, all that stuff. Is there machining involved? Like how deep do you get? Okay, yes. So um in long term I do want to get into machining on my own. Yeah. But that's a that's his whole other can of worms. So like earlier today, um I was working on a cylinder that one of the fittings was just completely smashed. So I had to um cut that fitting off, grind it down to the barrel and that where it's all smooth, and then I had to find a fitting. Um that matches it and then I took it to a welding shop and they welded it up for me and but yes sir it, there goes to um I straighten shafts and that that's scary because those shafts they they either snap or they'll bend back there's <laughs> there's not much of an in-between so what's a, what's what's the craziest disaster you've seen out on the job now I've seen I've seen some pretty some pretty gnarly like um you know, excavator arms sheared in half and whatever. But I mean, I remember my first uh, hydraulic experience and it was on the return side. So for, for people that don't, don't know what I'm talking about, it was on the, the no pressure side, right? So hydraulic pressure, it's upwards of thousands of PSI, which um, a small pinhole leak could cut you. Um, You could end up with what do they call it when you get hydraulic injection, hydraulic injection. So essentially it, it's so fine. It hits your skin, it penetrates your skin, and then you end up getting blood poisoning because of it. Yes. It basically, it will give you gangrene. Oh, really? Really? That's right. Yes, sir. And it just, you got to get to the hospital fast. So, so the, my three, my three things that I don't like, well, actually I'll I'll account a fourth, but my three, three, four things that I don't like. One is height is heights. The other one is steam. Steam will cut you in half. Um, yeah. Electricity, I don't, I don't mess around with. I don't like that either. Um, other than twelve volt and twenty four volt for all you yes. car guys out there, and then hydraulics. I mean, it's scary. It, it's, it's not, it's not a, um, a forgiving job if you, if you don't do it right. Um, so anyway, low pressure side. My first job. My boss was laughing his ass off. Um, I'm pulling the hose off the reservoir. I don't know what we were doing. I don't know if it was changing hydraulic fluid and everything. You know, tow truck was 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 chalked. The uh, the bed was down, so everything was safe. Um, he wouldn't let me get into a position that I wouldn't be safe. But anyway, I dumped I don't know twenty to fifty gallons all over. <laughs> me. And I'm sure you do that on hey, a regular basis. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. You, you got to learn through fire. <laughs> so. Um, how do you stay safe on the job? I mean, every piece of equipment is, is potentially a new experience. Um, I, I'm sure you've been in some pretty hairy stuff. Tell me something about, tell me one of the hairy, hairier situations you've been in. So, um, some of the most sketchy situations I could tell you is when, um, I'm working, I just honestly made a video on it recently. It's when I was working on one of those dump trailers. Yep. Oh really? And I had to pull that yes, yes sir. And I had to pull that cylinder. And I mean, those trailers, they have a um little lever that just folds up for a safety. Yep. But it's not that tall. So I got I would get the forklift and I put the forklift under it. I mean the forklift technically wouldn't really hold it as much but it probably would have gave me enough time to, to get out of to there the floor, yeah to drop to the ground at least 
And then um, I go to the very end and I'll put blocks of wood. Just to, like I said, if it doesn't hold it, it'll at least delay the time to where I can get safe. Yeah, right in the pinch point. Yes, sir. Yep. And some other things is, like, you just gotta um, just be cautious. Like, um, so I've had a couple hoses break, blow up on me. Yeah. But it's never been enough pressure to, to hurt me because, I mean, like I said, like, I was working on them. Um, it was a boom cylinder on a John Deere 310. And like you just put that bucket down and then you go back and wiggle the handles, make sure every all the pressure's gone and that, but there was still some pressure left and like I was just, there's a video on it as well, but I was just turning it in and then just boom. Oh, it's got a little oil shower. Yeah, I mean I've I've operated and we've had some some dry rotted hoses or something that was a chafe through and you just see it and it's it's an explosion and then you know if you could get the bucket to come down you know crashing down or or whatever and uh hydraulics is funky man it, it'll it do is. some crazy it's, stuff it's wild and like i'll see people will tag me in videos of people trying to break the main line with like this big piece of machinery like when the boom is up oh geez. And like they break the line and crashing down like it's scary so you don't for, know what you're doing. for all you diyers out there when it comes to hydraulics you better know what you're doing because you can get yourself into a hairy situation so um back to your pops right so you and your pops run the business now or you work for your pops and then um where do you picture your career going are you are you the man the next man in line or you're good where you're at now i mean give me a little bit of that no, uh, my, so I'm going to be the next man in line. I mean, dad keeps saying, I still got another nine years in the man. <laughs> dad. And he actually, he took his first vacation and I, ever, I don't think he's ever taken a vacation. And so it's just me running the show right now with one other worker. So what's that like? I mean, um, have you kind of grown in the position or is it kind of like a, uh, a rude awakening, if you will, like you're like, shit, dad's gone. Now I don't know what to do. Or does your, does all the years of experience kick in and it's like another day in the, another day in the life? Oh, to me, it's just another day in the life because I honestly, um, dad, he's up there in the age. So we kind of just, he's kind of the gopher, go for this, go for that, go for lunch, um, get all the parts and everything and just, my biggest thing is trying to keep him out of harm's way because, I mean, I bounce back a little quicker than he does. Yeah, yeah. They... Just to keep him healthy in that to, so he can teach me every bit that I can get out of him. That's actually a good point. I mean, some of these some of these old timers, I mean, they're good to have around. Uh, they may not be the fastest. They may not be um, – they may not have what the, what it took, you know, years ago, but they still are. They still got the knowledge to pass down, and uh, I mean, they've seen it a thousand times. And back in the day, I'm sure, I'm sure it was a lot less safe than it is today. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, um, you own any pieces of equipment yourself? Um, I don't. Um. So dad, he's brought, bought a couple pieces of equipment. We have a gel skid steer, an old old Mossy Ferguson backhoe that 
needs a lot of work done to it. And I've kind of taken those on to where they're going to become my project, but I'm going to help dad out. Yeah, I saw I saw a Massey Ferguson uh, tractor that I had my eyes on. I got a farm up here and um, yeah, they're uh, they're beauties. The old the oh, old technology. <laughs> they got some power and it's just <laughs> no computers. It is just uh, beautiful. It's, oh, it's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I see you sit in the office. Um, that is that is a place that's sometimes a little daunting for for us. Um, you know, we're we're hands on. We're out in the field. We're doing what we got to do. But I'm sure you have to deal with customers. Um, yeah. I'm sure you have to deal with contracts with with um, people out in the service industry, whether it's parts distributors or or what have you. Um, do you like doing that or no? Oh, I, I love every bit of it. Cause, um, I mean, well, dad, so we just upgraded to, um, uh, a different card reader. He doesn't know how to run it. <laughs> so there's some days to where, like, if I was sick in that dad would have to FaceTime me to yep. figure it out. And I'd have to just walk him along the process to get it running. And I mean, I make the order every day, um, towards closing, um, yeah, I'm kind of both um, office job and hands on. Make all the tickets and that's crazy. And do you do do you do it by computer? Or you still by hand? Um, by hand, yes, sir. Um, we have all of our customers' names in a notebook. Dad is trying to go as long as he can without going to computers. You gotta respect the man for that old school. Oh, I do. <laughs> So it's a little, it's a little nerve wracking. I mean, this could be so much easier, but <laughs> well, that's where you got to innovate. You gotta, you gotta like, hey, Dad, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this a POS system. We're gonna put this in, yeah, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta take them out of their comfort zone slowly. Exactly, and and that's fine because shoot, I was never a big computer guy, so I kind of gotta learn how to use that software and stuff like that. So it's. It's going well. So let's go back to young Shane. So Shane, um, you obviously went to high school. Out of high school, did you go right into the family business, or um, was there was there a, a little bit of rebellion? Didn't want to do dad's job. Went to work somewhere else, or has it always been? I know what I'm going to do, and and this is this is what I meant to be. So growing up in that, like we grew up on a little farm in that from a working family. All my aunts and uncles are farmers and that. So growing up, I always, all I knew was work. Yeah. Um, just from helping them, helping them in that. And then coming here at the shop when I can, but it was, I was too young to be on the payroll or like, it's kind of dangerous. So I started off just working for family, helping, run a module builder or some of my one of my cousins who has a pig farm and i also worked on a vineyard for a while but i always knew it was gonna be the shop whoa i got two questions for you one i got pigs so what kind of pigs were you guys working with oh goodness um so I never really got into all the names and that I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just scraped the floors and power washed <laughs> and did all the jobs that no one wanted to. 
Uh, hey, I mean, that's that's where you start. That's where you earn your bones. Um, that's that's pretty cool. But, dude, a vineyard? What were you doing up there? So I got that job. Mom, my mom actually got me that job when I was 15, um, just out of high school and that. So um, it was um, my current doctor now. Um, he wanted to start a vineyard because... Growing up, he always wanted to be a farmer, but they didn't own land. And his dad told him, well, you got to pick something small. So <laughs> he, I helped him build his vineyard from the ground up, like yeah. running all the wire, clearing all the, all the land. And now um, I still go out there um, in the summers on a Saturday that I'm free or something just to go help out, just pick vines. No, so... So I don't want to get away from the hydraulic aspect, but I, I don't know if I'll ever get anybody on this podcast that's working in a vineyard. If you're out oh, there. Oh, it's I'd interesting. Love... <laughs> it's very interesting. It, it is. Because there's, uh, so I'm up in New England. So I'm up in, you know, Maine, Mass, uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut area. And there's a lot of smaller vineyards. It's not, it's not like out in, in, um, in California and, and, and those areas. So there's like blueberry wine. There's a whole bunch of smaller stuff out here. And I've always been fascinated by the process and and um, grapes. Is that what you guys are obviously working with? Yeah. So yes, grapes are um, they're very sensitive to climate. And like you, I've heard I've heard um, out in California, people losing their entire crop for the year just because of frost or um, some sort of setback that sounds so minor. And, it, and it's it's almost like a, a snapshot in time. Um, how did he protect against all that? Or was it, um, a lot of it was, um, just doing, he didn't, um, take in more than he could chew, if that makes sense. Like he slowly expanded by acre. Yeah. So, and just to be, just to protect it was just, um, different types of spray and all that. I mean, the climate down here is, it works. Yeah. Pretty consistent. (laughs) That's cool. I mean, we, Yes, sir. There was um, more off years than others, but I mean, it was never too bad. So you ever get up there and and mash the grapes with your bare feet? Oh, I wish, but he had machines already. <laughs> Wanted to do it like the Indians used to. <laughs> any any like hydraulic operated equipment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, hey Shane, I need you to come up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, now the funny thing was like he didn't know that I came from a hydraulic mechanic shop. Yeah. So he was having troubles on his tractor and that, and then I started learning a little more, and I kind of gave him the knowledge or, like, fixed some stuff for him, and it was all good. That's cool. I mean, um, up here it's kind of helping your neighbor. I mean, we have a nice community of people that help me on my farm, and um, if I don't have the answer, somebody I know here has the answer. Or at least it's going to put me in enough of a situation that it's either going to get really dangerous or it's yeah. it's going to work <laughs> out. Um, and uh, no, so, you know, being able to help your neighbor, I think that's that's super cool. Um, and sounds like you had a diverse background. So after after the vineyard, what was next? Um, just really schooling in that. And then right when I got done with school, so I remember... Um, I started full time June first of two thousand nineteen, and um, 
I think that was a Monday, and I think it was like we graduated that previous Thursday. So I went straight on. That's it. That's it. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to make that money. All right, so working with family, um, sometimes it can get a little tricky. Um, are you, you and your father, you guys you guys work well together? Yes. Um, we usually we don't butt heads that often. Um I'm I'm more of a bite my tongue and listen to him just because respect your elders. But um yeah, we don't butt heads that often and when it do, and when we do it's never a grudge or anything. It's short term and we just said what needs to be said and then keep going. Yeah, so um, when it comes to employees, like uh, clearly we won't talk about the current employees because they're the best, right? But um, the best. they are the best. But uh, how how does one like not being from this industry, not being from uh, a family who created this job? How do how do you get into it? Um, where are you pulling from for for help? Shoot. Um, so that's always been one of our biggest. Um, difficulties is um finding good help yeah because i mean most of our help has just been um cousins that um need a job for a little bit or just um some random guy who walked up and asked for a job and we teach him a little bit and i mean they net it's hard to find a good hydraulic mechanic yeah that we keep yeah, no, I mean, and that was kind of one of the one of the things I had a hard time with was was finding help in the automotive industry, and I think it's I think it's kind of trades wide, but um, yeah, I mean, if you got a good steady job, good pay, clearly you offer competitive wages, so mm-hmm. that that's that's something that'll that'll help you from an being an employer, um, getting people people involved in that trade. Um, do you, do you ever go down to the trade schools or? No, sir. So, um, originally I wanted to, um, go to, um, it was, um, TSTC down in Sweetwater, Waco, Texas, but I couldn't find a a strict hydraulic program. Mm -hmm. It was always just like learn diesel and then there's a hydraulic class. Mm Mm-hmm. So adding on to that, that um, going back to a subject before, um, finding hydraulics and that, that's the hard thing. There's not a lot of hydraulic mechanics out there, or like not as many, if you if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, once again, going back to that, you know, going through Universal Technical Institute, I think hydraulics for me out of a two-year program was three weeks long. And mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it was pretty intense. The, the schematics, all the drawings that you got to work through, um, they were pretty interesting. I had a good, I had a good background from the military, which was a little bit more in depth than that. But yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine potentially getting a job within the hydraulic industry other than crimping hoses and, and, uh, you know, working on replacing seals and what have you to start off. But is that kind of what you're looking for, for like a new employee? Is it just somebody that'll jump right in and you'll teach them the rest? Um, yes, I would like um, to find someone that knows the basics of hydraulics. That doesn't, that's not someone that just comes in and goes, I know how to turn a wrench, but that actually understands it. Like I could 
give them a cylinder and they could fix it. Okay. Yeah, and, I mean, um, no, no, I mean, that makes sense because there's, uh, obviously, there's a lot of safety things to it. Yeah, you, you really can't just take it apart and hope for the best because there is there is a lot of issues that you can run into um, hazards-wise. So you got to have a good foundation in that regard. Sweet. So we've gone through a couple of dangerous scenarios. Dump trailers are not are not as yeah, simple they're... as they seem. They could still they could still bite you. I mean, and actually that that brings up a good point because I think there's a lot of people out there that have dump trailers that are willing to mess around with something smaller, even like a small Kubota or what mm-hmm. have you. They're just as dangerous as, um, you know, a big old cat yeah, loader. Exactly. And I mean, to this day, I still hear about, um, and you know, God rest their souls, but I hear, you know, backyard mechanics working on a dump body and then done. Crack and burn. Oh, dude. Uh, and, and, and that was, that's always been my fear. They got tools out there now. Keep that, keep that dump body propped up, throw as much shit in there as possible to, to allow you to get out of the way. Um, hydraulics can, can be unpredictable, but at the same time, if you know what you're doing, um, they're a little bit more predictable than, than you would think. Um, but yeah. And then the other side of things people don't realize is cleanliness of hydraulic fluid. So, um, you know, diesel oil and, and a few other, I mean, even diesel fuel, um, the micron filters and everything are, have a little bit more tolerance, but when, when it comes to hydraulics, I mean, it's pure as pure can be. Yes. Um, so like you could get some water in there, water in the system and it could, it could ruin that whole system. You'd need to drain the whole reservoir and clean out everything um just depending on how much water you get in there yeah water sand uh, like any debris oh, yeah. um and and that's that's what's kind of cool about hydraulics is is hydraulic fluid doesn't compress or compresses at a lesser rate than say water or mm-hmm. um other fluids so it allows you to push that cylinder you know out under extreme pressures and to your point, you get, you get water in there. Well, now, now that water compresses a lot more and you'll get sagging the sagging the boom or whatever. And, and it creates a a more dangerous situation, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And, um, like you can tell how people, um, treat their equipment by the cylinders they bring in. (laughs) You can break it down and it's just, it looks like a, frappuccino coming out of the cylinder like just watered down oil yeah 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 and then uh you know if anybody's seen a hydraulic cylinder it is shiny it comes out and it is shiny any yes pitting any rust any any burrs that'll ruin that seal and you will have a failure real quick so just because it's shiny doesn't mean that that it can take i mean that we used to we used to weld on all them all them pieces of equipment and and you damn okay. sure better make sure that 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 cylinder is covered. Yes. Oh yeah, because um that's why I hate using heat um to like break open a gland in that because that heat will just melt all the seals in it. Yeah. And that's a doozy and a half cleaning out those grooves and 
So that's I like leverage. <laughs> I can get by by leverage. <laughs> well, I Golden. mean, what are you like 120 pounds soaking wet? So you need a lot of leverage. Five five buck twenty. <laughs> Gotta throw a lot of rocks in the pocket. <laughs> Just need a bigger bar, a pipe on a pipe, Just and you're good to go. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So Shane, um, you know, outside of all this, what how, how do you get down? How do you unload? on uh on the off time what what do you do um kind of bouncing around um i like to go work out um running is very therapeutical to me or just um going to the gym um and also i just shoot if there's a pool table drinking a couple beers and just shooting pool with some buddies nine ball or eight ball you a nine ball or eight ball guy eight ball no nine ball, huh? No, not, I haven't played nine ball yet. I've I've heard of it, and I just haven't got to it. Yet. <laughs> it's a fun game. I I actually enjoy it, but uh, yeah. And then when I was over in Ireland, I got to I got to play snooker, um, mm-hmm. which all the balls are the same, pretty much the same color. That I okay. still I still don't understand the game, but it's it's another pool pool style game. But running. That's interesting. Uh, you do half marathons, full marathons, or you just run uh, on wine? I run on wine now. Um, so back in the back in high school, and that I was a big runner. I mean, cross country and track were my sports. Um, cross country was my main sport. I mean, I'd be in the summertime. I'd be running twenty miles a day, just just because I found that's what I'm good at, and I just enjoy it. Fuck, 20 miles a day. <laughs> yes, sir. And then um, I ran into some injuries. So um, I t- freshman year, I tore my calf. And uh, they didn't think it was a tear. They just thought it was a super bad strain. Yeah. So we tried to fix it as a strain. And we didn't figure out it was a tear till about a year later. And then I just haven't... Um, leg problems and that so that's why i got into a gym because i love working out and i can't run as much as i was able to yeah i mean i hate running (laughs) i'm like 250 (laughs) this body ain't built for running (laughs) (laughs) that's wild so i mean what do you do like 20 i can't even wrap my head around it like i'm so whatever you want to call it, ADHD that, that I couldn't, I mean, 20 miles is what a couple hours, three hours. Well, that, oh, well, let me, I, let me rephrase. So 20 miles in a day. So I do 10 in the evening to, to 10 at night or 10 in the morning to 10 in the evening. Um, I'll tell you my little Forrest Gump story. <laughs> so, um, this was just a, a random day of the summer i just went out for a run and i just didn't stop running and next thing i know i i stopped at 13 miles i was like oh that wasn't planned but (laughs) dude so not only you're glutton for punishment not only are you in the hydraulic industry but but secondly 10 in the morning and then Work a day, and then I'm going to do 10 more miles at the end of the evening? Well, 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 this was back in high school when I didn't have to work hydraulics. <laughs> when I didn't have to work hydraulics. You're, this an, is when. you're an animal. <laughs> That's why, Um. so the verse that I have on my pack is, 
1 Corinthians 9.27, which is, um, let me back up two verses, actually. Um, it goes um, from 1 Corinthians 9.24 to 9.27. Do you not know in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not box like a boxer beating in the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. So when I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Damn. And um, to me, it's just a big um, self-discipline verse. Interesting. Damn, I got to read Corinthians. <laughs> it's a good book. <laughs> I guess I, I need a little self-discipline in my life. <laughs> that's wild, man. Holy shit, dude. I still can't get over it. That's all. That, how many, how many miles do you think you've ran in your in lifetime? lifetime? Oh, that's going from. Yeah, I know. I can tell you how much beer I drank. <laughs> I don't even know if I can tell you that one. <laughs> I'm <laughs> at least both a large variety. Um, I'm at least to one of them big propane tank trucks. Trucks now. I... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Goodness, I don't know if I could give you an answer on the mo- on the miles I've ran. You had to run across Texas at least by now. Pro- yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, oh, golly, that's a dump of a question right there <laughs> well i didn't say it was going to be an easy podcast oh yeah <laughs> shit dude that's that's crazy um yeah so running working out that seems to be a trend for a lot of people in the trade i um you gotta respect it gotta gotta stay in shape um this job ain't easy um obviously too uh, a lot of people don't realize the mental aspect, the the toll it takes on you. I got a short fuse, and I'm sure a lot of people um, that are listening to it do too. And I, I've had my back against the wall on some things, and like you said, that 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 flange nut or whatever you want to call it just won't come mm-hmm. loose. You're heating it, you're beating it. It's hot out, or it's pouring out, and it's just it's your day is not going right. And and something that can take three minutes has taken you all day and and you're looking at a second day of doing this and i mean there's having that mental toughness um is is you know having that being able to uh have that mental mindset is is key in this job i mean because how many people you see and just go fuck it and walk off the job <laughs> like this yeah this isn't for me so, and, and you gotta no, do this gotta- We've had a couple back in the day, or like dad did when, when I was still growing up and that, like some people just say, this ain't me. I'm done. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. The best... I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. It, it's just more like to be able to get through the day and then mm-hmm. do it day in and day out and then do this for a career. Um, yeah. To, to maintain that positive mindset. Um, I've heard a lot of people from working out to shooting to to all sorts of sports 
hell even to drinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just, just keeping that, keeping that mindset and keeping that mental sharpness and yeah, it's not an easy job. Yeah. Well, to me, it's just like, I enjoy this. Like to me, it's another day in paradise. I mean, it's, um, it's better to, to think angry than act angry because I mean, shoot, you blow up in that, like you're not working, um, at your hundred percent. Like, Mm-hmm. Um, if you just got to take a step back, take a deep breath, and just go back into it. Just, I, I like to stay as calm as I can. Even if I'm heated on the inside, I'm doing my best to not blow up. That's a, that's a good, that's a good point for some of these young boys and girls that are coming up in the trades is, is I agree, you know, taking a deep breath, walking away from it, coming back, um, clearing your head. Cause it ain't gonna get better being angry and exactly because I mean I'll I'll just start raging up on a job. Um, <laughs> we have plenty of work. I'll go work on something else for a little bit and then I'll come back to tackle that tackle that situation. Hell yeah! Um, so what is and it could be past or or present. What's the number one? And I think we touched on it. What's the number one? tool that you rely on day in and day out now it could be when you were first starting off um anybody getting into the hydraulic industry trade i mean for me it was it was like a torch it was you know my toolbox but for you what is what is the number one go-to for you a tool that i can't live without would be um big bertha my 60 inch pipe wrench i mean because like I said, um, I'm more keen to leverage because yep. I hate using the heat because it melts the seals. So I'll go leverage. And I mean, I have Big Bertha and then I have two cheater pipes that are taller than me that yep. I will throw on Bertha to, um, to get that leverage to break that top gland or break that nut, whatever I need to do. And um, so I would say um, get a... A strong pipe wrench. You need a tough pipe wrench because I mean I've snapped those those um cheap ones that you buy. Um yeah, I got a nice Pittsburgh one from Harbor Freight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those don't last long here. <laughs> that's that's my big bertha. I don't need it I don't need it much, but yeah. No, I can see it in fucking the uh the the nut always loosens up on you. The jaw gets too big and you're slipping off it. So obviously, yes, investing, investing the money in the right tool um, that you're going to go to day in and day out. For me, it wasn't. So I could get away with a a cheaper version of it. But for you, it sounds like, um, you know, you need those quality tools for the job. Yeah. And then a big galvanized fence post pipe that, that fits over it. Oh yeah, I mean the the pipe is just an old cylinder that we cut the ends off of, and oh no shit, yeah, that's what our cheater bars are. <laughs> no give. Uh, I'll show you Big Bertha real quick. So here's Bertha. Yep. We we taking we taking a tour of the shop for everybody yeah, out there. We'll do there. a little tour of the shop. <laughs> and, um, this is Bertha right here. Hell right yeah. And. We have a good little strong vices or 
Kittle. This is um, my main vice that I use the most. Just, yep. um, this is a rigid. Rigid. Um, this guy is older than I am. Um, it's had to be repaired a couple times, just pure cast iron. Yep. And then I got another rigid chain vise, some Wilton's. Oh, Wilton bullets right there, baby. Oh, yeah. Then upstairs is where I keep my large variety of seals. Nice, nice. All right, let's get to this. Let's get to this excavator. Yes, sir. So as Shane was saying earlier, um, some some of the toughest jobs in the hydraulic industry are getting to that fitting. You can see it, but there are about 50 90s that come off of it, and you got to get that one hose that's blown, and we're going out there. We're going to go take a look at this thing. Let me get the name of it. A little mini. It's a Wacky Nelson. Ah, little Wacky. And so, I don't know if you can see, but this is the hose that I have to get off. Yep. If you follow it, it goes all the way in there, which is up there. And so I need to get this thing higher so I can get it off or so I can get enough room to get under it and actually grab that hose. Yeah. So we were talking about this. Um, it ain't It ain't starting. So. Um, yes. It's either going to be a starter, it's going to be a safety switch, it's going to be a dead battery. Oh. Uh, clearly, Shane, you have gone through and some like, of the troubleshooting. There's the, the fuse block. The fuse, there's the fuse block right there, and I don't know if there was where the flashlight is. I don't know if there was one right a there. A relay? Yeah, that looks yeah, like a relay. Like, what does that relay say? That one says K51... And a lot of letters. <laughs> so we're we're definitely gonna have to talk offline about this one. Um, yeah. Because usually they come with a cover and they'll give you a little bit of identification on it. Um, and for people out there, it, I mean, this is this is the toughest part is really just finding out where wires go, what switches do what. Um, every piece of equipment is different, and then mm -hmm. and this is just to get to do the job that's broken. This isn't even, um, you know, his job isn't even to start the, start the excavator. It's really just to repair that hose. And I run across them all the time. You disconnect the battery to make it safe. And all of a sudden the aftermarket alarm won't work. I mean, it is just sometimes headbanging, but oh, walk, yeah. walk us through the shop a little bit more. How, how many, how many bays you got? Oh, it's just, um, so there's the front door. Nice um, drive through. I like it. Back door going to the yard and then just over here. Woo, that Not too big of a shop. I mean, it's that's one of my goals in um, future is um, expanding, um, turning the back lot or we have a big um, overhang outside and closing that off. Yeah. Make more shop and I'm working on... Um, buying trying to get the land behind us because that's we we have the most use for that so i'm trying to get that yep 
No, and, that's uh, and that's cool. And you got a pretty clean shop for a hydraulic shop. Oh, you should have seen it a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I, I hate working in clutter and being in hydraulics. That's hard. So I do my best to clean. I mean, there's days where I'll stay up till 3 a.m. cleaning this place just because it makes my life that much easier. Hell yeah. All right, we're up top. These are all fittings and everything? All my seals, just oh, no. hydraulic seals. Are they, pretty, are they pretty standard? Yeah, so um, over here is um, the U-cups, which is the most, uh, or is the, the, oh, I can't, um, the main seal in it. Yep. And so they're all metric. And then I have metric wipers down there. I have O-rings over here. Yep. And for a lot of people out there, they don't realize that you have to work in not only metric, but American, correct? Yeah. See, I usually, I do more American than I do standard. Really? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And so these are all my standard seals. Yeah. Right here, over here. Um, this is my wall of pistons. Crazy. And I... We have a we had a bunch of seals, because um, we were we at one point we weren't the most organized, so the seals kind of <laughs> just went in buckets. Yeah. So my project right now is um, individualizing all those seals. Yeah. And then I'll start putting them all up. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I, I great shop. Looks the looks awesome. Thank you. Hell yeah, Shane. It looks like you got a class act operation over there. Doing our best. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, um, we're, we're at the end of it and I really appreciate you taking the time to dive into the hydraulic industry. Um, you know, anything from crimping hoses to, um, you know, just, general safety and then learning about your your life on the vineyards but um if anybody wants to get a hold of you or ask you more questions about what you do from you know start to finish where can they find you um i would say um probably my instagram would be the best yep um i don't know if you have that pulled up to where we could um it's just my first and last name so Shane Labadell. Um, Shane Labadell, yes, sir. Awesome. Um, yeah, just DM me through there. Um, that's where I see most of my DMs. Hell yeah. Sweet, sweet. So Shane, thank you for being on the podcast. This has been wonderful. And, uh, you know, good luck. Stay safe out there. Yes, sir. Thank you. And as a special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at BruntWorkWear.com. Use discount code BUCKETTALK10. That's BUCKETTALK10.